Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT here, and we're up for another broadcast today. Yahoo! Woo! All right, man, it's Monday, and it is in November still, and it's still 2021, and we're still dealing with COVID cases, so mask up, vaccinate up, booster up, stay six feet away, unless you know the people you've been around for a while and you know they don't have COVID or anything, then that's cool. I carry my card with me so everybody knows I've been shot and boosted. <laughs> Shot and booster. It sounds kind of funny, but yeah, I'm over here like I'm outside walking today. They did a lot of remodeling in this neighborhood where I'm at right here, and that needs to be remodeled. It's really pretty over here. I'm over here on the on the uh, north side of Overland, near South Junior High, where you went to junior high school at. Yes, I was a bobcat. I was also a lion too, and I am a lion. So there you go. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> So, why am I broadcasting today? I was thinking about some things. You know, I was on the line. I am outside, so you will hear traffic. Yes, and birds, sometimes birds. And even birds might even turd on my head, but that's okay because it's a blessing. I got a hat on and it's all good. <laughs> you might even hear people working. Nice neighborhood. I like it over here. It's quiet. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool neighborhood. Shoshone Street's really, really nice. Got a lot of nice houses on it. So is Waihee Street. But all these old streets over here, do you? Coming up on Clark, I'm going to hang out and go down Shoshone Street here in a minute. Because there's a light down there and I want to cross the light. Mainly because I like triggering the light without touching it. How's it going, man? Yep. Another day, another dollar, right? So here we are. We're out here. We're walking along. I'm sitting here looking at all this stuff and I'm thinking to myself, I was a lot shorter when I was back in this neighborhood like years and years and years ago. I'd go back 30 years, 40 years. Boom. Just a little guy. I had a friend that lived over here. And um, he was uh, in junior high. He uh, he went. He was over here on Clark Street. John Eggerman. He actually ended up becoming a handball guy. He played handball. There's his house, right? Old house, right there. Now, that looks nice. That one looks good. People remodeled that one. It looks really nice on the outside and on the inside, probably too. I've given it a couple of these houses that have been remodeling because you know I worked in uh, construction and I just walk right up and ask them, Hey, man, might I check it out? I'm like, no. You know, they'll even give me a tour sometimes. Real easy that way. It's kind of easy sometimes when you have like a little passport like that where, you know, you've been in an area, you've been working, kind of got some know-it-all, know-it-all in, 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 not know-it-all, I meant to say, got some knowledge in that area where you've been working and and you um, can take some liberties sometimes, you know, it's perks that come with uh, working in different environments. But uh, that's not what I'm talking about today, though. It's just a little side thing, just giving you a little bit of a nice big tree. Man, that one's huge. Big old elm tree. That thing is beautiful. That thing's huge. It's a real old one. A lot of old trees in this city. Really old. And you go back further east. And there's probably older trees even in the south. Even older. But, you know, we like our old trees. They're cool. We also like it when they stand up and they don't fall down. And windstorms. We get a lot of windstorms here because we live in high desert. And in the canyon area where they get a lot of windstorms. And so we got both the best, best of both worlds blown at us sometimes. Now, if you hear a little bit of shaking or a little bit of uh, noise, it's because I am outside and I'm walking and uh, doing the dream, man. Dreamed about doing this years ago. Here we are doing it. <laughs> it's nice today. It's warm outside. I'm overdressed. Huh? About ready to burn up in my freaking sweat jacket that I have. It's insulated. Cool. Is that a baby in the car? No, it's not a baby. It's a little statue in the backseat of a car <laughs> with a little face and a little head on that. Whoa, is that a baby? Better not be. 
too warm for a baby to be left in the car. Don't leave your babies or your children in the car. So don't leave your dogs, your animals, or anything that's perishable in your car. With the windows rolled up and or not rolled up, just don't leave them in your car. Take them with you. Don't be in too big of a hurry. You're not going to have too big of worries. No hurries, no worries. That's one of my, uh, that's one of my slogans, actually. <laughs> no hurries, no worries. I say that all the time. No hurries, no worries, baby. That's how it is. Be mellow. So we're looking at depression, right, in this last episode. And um, I was taking a look at that and taking a look at the, how I got healed from it. And there's like, everybody has their own way of getting healed from it. Everybody does. Sometimes it takes a little medication, you know, because sometimes we need that. You know, sometimes we just have that pH balance. It's just off just enough where we need, a, need some medication or whatever's going on, you know. Chemical imbalances could just be this freaking piled up craziness from the past you know and you know what i mean people doing a lot of bad things to a lot of people all the time and sometimes we're the ones that they're doing it to they call us victims i'm not a victim neither are you they just call us that what we are is we are people that are carrying a story this story is important for people even if you're in the middle of your story and you think i don't have really much of a story to tell people because i haven't really overcame that much or i haven't got past this point yet in my life with this thing I've been dealing with to where I could pour this out and, and be effective. You're selling yourself short on that one because you start your story right in the middle of your story anyway. I mean, you're still, I mean, what are you going to wait till you're 95? You're on your deathbed, you're laying there. Maybe you're 120. You're on your deathbed laying there. And you're laying there and you're, maybe you're 80, maybe you're 60, whatever, but you're laying there on your deathbed and you're thinking, I should have wrote that down. I should have told my story. I could have helped a lot of people. Right now is the time in this age and time we live in right now. Boom. We live in a time where our story can travel the world and help people even in other countries. People we've never met and or people we have met too as well. I'm going to cross the street here. Getting ready to jaywalk, everybody. Oh, yeah. I want to do me some jaywalking. No, it's mainly because now I can't because there's kids there. i got to walk across. There's no crosswalk, so. And when the cars stop coming, I cross. But. I gotta take the corner. Good kiss, boy. Hi, doggy. Oh, hi, cute dog. Hello. Hey, cute little fuzzy thing. All right, here. Okay, I'm at the corner now. Set a good example for the kids. I don't usually care about that, but for some reason right now I do. So let's do. That's because I'm not gonna live my my life on a freaking edge of freaking walking on the eggshells, you know, and living on the edge of of freaking. Just, I'm just not going to lie. I'm just not going to live my life that way. You know? And you shouldn't either. A lot of times the depression we get into has has to do with uh, other people's, you know, outcomes of their thinking process on our life. Sometimes that depression is triggered just by nothing. Sometimes we just carry it. Sometimes we're even bored with it. Sometimes it's just chemical. You know? But either way, there's a way out of it. There's always help. There's always somebody out there that helps. And hey, now... Check this out. We live in this great age now, right? Got these computers, even handheld. Here I'm here walking around, talking on my handheld computer right now, right? You know, recording something for you. But here we go. We live in this age where we got these great technical age, and we can do this stuff that we can do digitally and stuff like that. And, and one of the things that we have, we have the access to the greatest encyclopedia and dictionary and a whole bunch of other stuff in the whole world, and that's the internet. And having that access to the internet gives us access to things that are cool and some things that are really not cool at all, okay? Here's something I think is really cool. The fact that now there's online psychologists and psychiatrists you can talk to. Yeah, it may cost you a little bit of money like it does anyway. But when I was looking the other day, I, I just see how much the cost is of this stuff, you know? 
mental health stuff, talking to somebody who's a mental health advisor or whatever, therapist, whatever. Um, I looked and the cost really, really wasn't that bad. I was surprised. Yeah, it was like, like in the thousands of dollars and sometimes even hundreds of thousands of dollars to get psychiatry back in the 70s and 60s and you keep going back and it just gets even more expensive to a certain point and then there aren't any of those people around. At least if they are, they're in England or somewhere else, but they're not over here because we just had a whole bunch of bucktooth cowboys over here running around shooting up the West. <laughs> Their idea of mental health was blast the crap out of somebody with a freaking six-shooter or a shotgun or a fucking whatever and go on to the next, you know. But that's not my, that's not my mental health pass. That's not the way I would deal with mental health, not at all. And neither should you. We shouldn't be pointing guns at anybody anyway, but we shouldn't even be pointing our own gun. We have that internal gun people and judging them just because they fucked up and they screwed up our life we have to get past it and the only way to get past that is to let it go to let them go now you you heard me right i said it i want to say it one more time to let them go the only way you're going to get past this first you gotta let them go you have to let them go from your heart here's the thing you'll never be free until you do and somebody says well he's just talking about forgiveness or whatever sure yeah uh-huh yeah yep definitely and the reason why I know is from, I know from experience, from my own issues, my own mental health issues that I had when I was younger, some of the ones I deal with even now. If it's caused by another person, I just keep working on letting it go, 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 all the time. I wake up in the morning, here's how I do it. Very practical way. I just get up in the morning and say, if I'm not thinking about it, I try to cause myself to think about it in the morning first thing before I get in the shower. On the way to the shower is usually what's going on because I head for the shower first. Um, you know, you're thinking about the situation you think about. Maybe you're not even thinking about it. it. pops up on your mind. But at least by the time you get in the shower, start thinking about it. Who does you need to forgive? Who does you need to let go? That's a cool yard. That's a way cool yard. Uh, a lot of cool yards in this city. I like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice here. When it comes down to that. People give a crap about their yards, and I think that's pretty cool. Give a crap about their houses, and I think that's cool, man. One house grew. It's bigger now. Whoa. It's a two-story now. Wow, this is crazy. Down here on Clark Street. You know, I walked around a circle and came back on Clark on the on the other side of Shoshone. So I'm going back to Clark Street again here. Clark Street again. Here we go. Yeah, this house in the corner back here. It's bigger. I mean, it's like way bigger. It's freaking cool, too. I love it. I need two-story houses, but whatever. You got to get to the point where you're letting this stuff go. You're letting this person go. As long as you're holding on to that person or holding on to that circumstance, holding on to that situation, as long as it's repeating its, its mantra in your heart, it's just causing you subconsciously. You're just going to be freaking going in that direction. That direction that it's going to be leading you in is the direction of depression. It's just going to lead you in depression. It's going to cause you depression. It's also going to cause other areas of outbursts of wrath come from this. Freaking anger issues come from all kinds of issues. Behavioral issues. We're talking about behavioral issues and emotions here. But we're also talking about that beast, that monster depression. And we're talking about the source. Now you hear people working. They're out here and they're doing shrubberies and trees. And they're chopping them up. They got a chipper out here and they're getting ready to, hey, they just stuffed that guy in the chipper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. Hear the chipper kicking on. Ooh, baby. Now that's a tool right there. Oh, I love it. Great ambience, huh? All right. Sensky Services right over here next to me. They're going to do a lawn. Fertilizing lawns by truck and tank.
Right on. That's the way to do it, man. Get yourself a business going. So anyway, you get dealing with this just this issue of not being able to let go. You have to let go of it. There's processes, like I said, you know, people you can talk to online. There's people you can go get hold of. But there's also very practical areas, and I've been talking about those ever since we started this broadcasting. Well, maybe like second or third one in, talking about breathing and stuff like that. Breathing is a really wonderful way to deal with this kind of stuff. You can't let it go. But here's what happens. It comes up in my heart. By the time I get to the shower, I'm spitting it out of my mouth. Under my breath. I gotta get this out, man. I need to. Father, I forgive this person. I just let him go. Thank you for always hearing me when I pray, Father God. Just thank you for always hearing me when I pray. Thank you for always hearing me, period. It's not just when we pray, he hears us. He hears us all the time. Get accustomed to praying this way. And you're gonna see your prayers get answered way more. You're gonna have a and check it out. You'll have more patience when you're waiting for your prayers to be answered too. Because some of those things don't get answered like by miracle. They don't answer get answered right away. Sometimes they take years. Sometimes they take years. Don't be discouraged because I just said that. What are you out of your mind? Come on. You're smarter than this. You're more brilliant than that. You're more centered than this. You're more balanced than that. Come on, don't be depressed when I say that. It sometimes does take some years. Did you know that the Do you know that the that patience and faith work together? They shore each other up, man. Can't have one without the other. I mean sure you got faith, it's already there. But that patience is going to work with it. It's going to work with you. You need that patience so that your faith will be perfected. It says in James, so that your faith will be perfect. <laughs> Come on, get that one, man. So there are going to be some things that are going to take some time. Don't be discouraged over that. Just say, okay, do this. Put on your bullhorns, if you have some. You know, your big giant bullhorns. Put on your Texas Longhorn horn cap. Stand there with your head down and charge at it. And don't stop until you're done. Keep running. Paul said it this way, that wacko apostle I don't really agree with in some of his texts, but some of them I do. One of the things I think he's said it, he might have been, he wrote some of those books. He didn't write all of them. Some of the ones that were cited for him writing them, he didn't write. Other people wrote. It's clear. You can tell by the way it's, the way the message comes across and who's, how it's said. I used to think that he was just in a bad mood when somebody wrote some of those. No, it's a different person. No, I never wanted to think that before, but I've done my research. You probably should do yours too. But here he said this. He said this. Run the race. Run the race. Life's a race. This whole thing. This whole thing's a race. Run the race like you want to win it. Run the race to win it. Do it. Do it to win it. But do it like you want to win it too. I mean, I, this is my paraphrased version of whatever the heck he said. But run the race like you want to win it, man. Run the race like you're the only one that's gonna win it. I know that sounds cold and harsh. Oh, my God. That's so cold. What do you mean? The, your, your best friend's your best friend. What about your parents? What about, you know, get off that, man. Come on. How are you going to do such depression? And as you can do is just put a wedge in between you and whatever by thinking that way. No, 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 no. You got to wipe that from your mind. You got to think, hey, I'm going to win this, period. If you don't, I don't know, man. You might want to check out what Jesus says about this. Uh, he doesn't say run the race, but he says some stuff that is important and like falls right in line with this. I want to go see what he says about it. See what he says and listen. Open your heart up and listen. Open your ears, your mind, your heart. Listen. Open yourself up and listen. And then do what he says to do. You know, if you're in that place where you need to move, make a position to move. Move. Here, here's something that gets us depressed. Not moving anywhere in life. Just sitting in the same place, spinning our wheels, right? probably felt this way or heard somebody say it or maybe even said it yourself. I mean, come on, man. We all get that way sometimes. 
I mean, there's probably some people that are so content, it's just crazy. Well, they don't need to hear this message, that's fine. But if you're not, if you're, if you're dealing with incontentment, man, hey, well, here you go. If you're uncontent, if you're not content at all, man, hey, well, here you go. You know? Just change one thing. Just start changing one thing. Whether it's the way you dress, eat, sleep, walk, talk, friends, family. Being around family sometimes can be freaking way crazy and toxic. It can be worse than actually being around crazy, toxic people on the streets. Because at least they, those people you can walk away from and never see them again if you don't want to. Sometimes you'll see them. Sometimes you won't. Oh, going to run across the street now. Here we go. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, baby. Yeah. I like doing that. That way I don't have to make the car stop at the stoplight. Because, you know, you're cruising. But yeah, man, I mean, here, let's go back down to Shoshone Street here. We'll head back down to Shoshone. Over by one of my favorite places to get tacos. Taco El Chavo. The best street tacos in Boise. Right here on the corner, well, it's on the corner, it's a T. Overland and Shoshone Street. Guys got a little green truck. Oh my gosh, man, he makes good taco. He makes good food. I'm telling you, and I'm picky about food because I was a cook. I was a cook for 10 years, and I'm picky about food. Believe me, I really am. I'm really picky about it. He's got good tacos. So does El Rey 2, down in Garden City on Sheeting Boulevard. So 4641, I think it's 46. I don't know what the address is there. Probably 2446 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right next to the smoke shop down there in Garden City on the corner of of uh, Sheeting Boulevard and uh, Veterans Memorial Parkway. A little bit winded from jogging across the street because I don't jog very often, but here we go. So, so, we're talking about this depression thing, man, and getting over it, getting past it. Change one thing. You know, I, I think it was like an Einstein quote or somebody, somebody quoted it, I don't know. Said it a long time ago, said, hey, you know, if y'all are doing things the same way, over and over and over again, but y'all are expecting some kind of change to take place, well, <laughs> well, that's it, you're insane. <laughs> Yeah, you're, I'll say it straight up, man. You're whacked. You're out of your mind. doesn't work like that. Change something. Read a new book. Read a different kind of book. You know, instead of reading um, self-help all the time, go get a fantasy novel and dive into that for a little while. Go get fucking ten of them and dive into a series. You know? Anything to cause a shake-up, a little bit of a shake-up. You know, this whole podcast is about this one subject right here. Thinking outside the box. Doing things differently. Why? Because people are stuck. And I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. I feel it all the time. And they're downright, downright, downright tired of being stuck. They're downright bored with this stuck feeling they got. And it's causing all kinds of problems. And they know it. They know that's where they're freaking just... A lot of people know that's where their depression comes from. Yeah, man. I know. Just don't take a vacation when you're in that situation. Go take a vacation and feel how it feels when you're on vacation. And come back and feel how it feels. It'll feel different. Totally does. If it feels the same, you didn't do vacation right. <laughs> vacation is to relax, not go and be tense like we always are. I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, you know, uh, it's crazy because when you get older, it's like you got to take a vacation for taking a vacation sometimes because the vacation was too much work when you went on vacation. You know? My God, if that's, if that's your vacation, don't do it. Go when you, you're not working to take it, you know? 
Some people work up to that point, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how hard it is sometimes to just go, man, hey, I'm going to go camping. I'm older. I don't like sleeping in a tent anymore because, not because I don't like sleeping in the tent. I don't like that either, but, yeah. Well, you can get a good air bed and, you know, if you're hot, find yourself a little generator, just, you know, plug a fan in and there you go, you know, or whatever. But it's not that. It's the setup and the teardown. The setup and the teardown is freaking excruciating. I got a freaking back, messed up back, lower back's messed up a little bit. I deal with. It's healing, but it takes time. And I get, you know, injured every once in a while and freaking boom, doing something stupid like helping somebody when I say, when I know I can't help them. And I tell them, I said, don't ask me to help you because my wrists are blown out. One ankle's blown out. My back's fucked up. You know, and God, God forbid I need help because <laughs> there you go. You want to help somebody? Well, I'll pay for it then. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about movers and stuff like that. You know, having to move a shed or move, you know, or clean a freaking whole house out, you know, or whatever it is. And um, the thing is, is what I'm trying to say is this, is it? If you change one thing, you're going to change one thing, just one thing. And then look at what happens and see how it feels. Go camping. Don't set up your camp. Go go rent a freaking cabin sometime and see what that's like. Instead of setting up a tent every time you go camping. Go rent a cabin sometime. Just save the money and rent a cabin. Just get out of the town for a little while and feel what it feels like when you're out there. Get away so you can feel that too, so you can feel like, oh, God damn, this is fucking, this pressure's gone. Thank God for that. You know? I was about ready to kill everybody, you know? Now I'm on vacation. I'm not feeling that way. Go out there. Do that. And then come back and see see how you feel. And if you have a story, tell me. I'd love to hear it. So with the world, though, man. So do a podcast. Or a blog. You know how easy it is to do a blog nowadays? It's crazy. It's as easy as it is to find a psychiatrist. You know? Online, that is. You know, when I was a kid, I had dreams of, of doing, of writing, doing photography, uh, creating videos, music videos, creating artwork, artwork that nobody else is creating, and putting that in my videos, in some of my videos, um, uh, finding pictures that other people took that I thought were like just freaking classic, just awesome pictures, just a bomb, you know, good high quality prints, awesome ideas, awesome themes, uh, creating music, doing this music and these videos and this art and this photo and all this stuff together and creating videos and putting them online. And, you know, we have a weird way of measuring success a lot of times. A lot of times we, look, we overlook these ideas that we had, these little dreams that we had, and we don't put those in the category of success. We put those in the category of miracles, and we say, well, God did it, and God did do it, yeah. But, but there was a lot of work involved, too, that I had to do, a lot of hands-on. And you're in that same place. You know, you know, in your heart, that, that, God's, that God's life, God's real. You know that God intervenes in your life and helps you. You know this. You also know that you have talents that you haven't even tapped yet. Talents that will be tapped when you're like an old person, you know. I was reading this book the other day, and uh, some people learned music. Picked up a new instrument in their 80s and their 90s. Good Lord, that's awesome. You know the reason why? Because you never let your brain get young. Okay, let me tell you something that's going to make your brain old real quick. Okay? It'll make you think old. make you think like you're a freaking old man. You'll feel like an old man or an old woman. I mean, you're probably a woman listening to this, so you'll feel like an old woman, not an old man. But if you feel like an old man, well, okay. <laughs> you know? But check it. I'm going to say it, man. You guys, you guys know I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, oh, you're pulling it out. You're pulling it out of me. Here comes depression. <laughs> Boredom. Things like that, man. You never stop learning, ever. Your mind is never old. It's always young. Always. 
Your subconscious mind is always young. It's never old. Unless you make it that way. And how do we do that? Carrying weight. We carry weight and it makes us old. It makes you feel like an old person. Bent all over. After a while, man, you carry it long enough, your back will bend over. And then pretty soon, you got ailments that you never had before. You got to deal with those. That's not cool. Believe me, I know. I've had to deal with enough of them. I'm telling you from experience, I'm not talking from fucking some guy out in outer space that doesn't know jack shit about nothing about here on Earth. Uh-uh. I'm talking to you from a person of experience. Someone who's experienced and overcome. Someone who's experienced and overcome. I'll say it again. Someone who's experienced and overcome. Please, truck, do not hit me. Thank you. I hate walking on the sidewalk. Too hard, man. Too hard of a surface. It makes my feet hurt really bad. So I walk on the pavement. It's, it makes a difference. You see that side, it's exactly how it is though, man. You'll end up with an element that you just don't freaking want. Something you don't need. Something else you don't need. You know, like, add that to your complaint list, right? Here's another one that'll make you get old real quick. And now that I've said it, a complaint list. How many times have you sat around with your friends that like to complain about stuff and pulled your list out and went down that list and told them everything you hate about whatever? You know, and it could be when it, we have so many subjects about life. Pick a subject. How many times have you done it on any subject? Period. Probably done it a lot. I used to do it all the time because I was raised up in a family like that. Maybe you were too. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you just got bit right one time the wrong way by a dog or, or a cat or freaking fell down one time, scraped your knee wrong, it just set you off and you never got, you never recovered from it. That's kind of what my brother's dealing with. I have a younger brother. I love him. But damn. Him and my mom both. He's a split image of her. They like sitting around talking about nonsense, right? I was an optimistic point of view person when I was younger, and I still am. Always will be. Why? Because it's kept me happy. Even when I was depressed, I could still find something to be smile about, something to cr- wisecrack off about and laugh, or something somebody wisecracked off about and made me laugh. Always. Even though I was dealing with clinic depression, there's still like something. That's that little spark of hope that keeps you going. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes that's all you have. You got to hang on to it. You just got to hang on to it. Keep going, because it's going to grow. As you grow, look at it, man. Watch it. See, see where it's at. Uh, you take assessment, like you would yourself. You know, okay. See, you know how we take assessment of ourselves, and we see what our where emotions are at. We see where we're standing at. We see where we're at, so we can get a get a bird's eye view or a clinical view, if we want to put it that way, or a personal view of where we're at, so we know so we know what we need to add to our life or subtract from our life or do or whatever. Right? We just use add and subtract. It's easiest that way. Keep it in a simple form. That way everybody understands it. Okay? Well, it's the same thing. Take an assessment. See where you're at. You know? There's a lot of things in this life, actually, to complain about. But I guarantee you there's more beauty in this world, in just a little small drop of this world, than there is in any freaking giant huge list of complaints that anybody wants to bring forth or any group of people want to bring forth. Period. And let me give you one to start with. I'll give you a few. How about a crystal blue lake of water? All you hear is the birds in the forest right behind you. You're sitting on the lake. Hey, Gary. How's it going? Hey, Gary's first day, bud. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I painted this day two days ago. Turned out nice. Yeah. Yeah, I paint days, by the way. You guys don't know that, but I do. And they always turn out, too. Kind of interesting. <laughs> My neighbor's going like, comes over, he goes, you paint this day today? Of course I did. 
Yes, it did actually. Day before yesterday when it was raining. I said, painted yesterday too. You, you did that too? And I go, yeah. Well, it's a cloud in the sky. Today there's scatter clouds and it's really nice. Just a little light cloudy, not bad. I got stratus, nimbus cloud, uh, stratosphere clouds up here and some other ones. and No no cumulus nimbus or anything like that. So I was like, it's perfect. It's exactly what I envisioned and painted. I walk outside and put a paintbrush in my hand like I have a paintbrush in my hand. I don't have one in my hand really. I just put my hand up like I do and I paint the sky. I also have an eraser where I erase things. Like I'll erase a bunch of clouds and stuff because I don't want the clouds there. I want to move over somewhere else. And so I'll do that. And then wait a couple of days and boom, there it is. Sometimes it's usually, sometimes most of the time, let me put it this way, most of the time it's the next day. So, yeah. And it's been going on like this for 30 years straight. That's 30 years straight. Did you get that? Good, get that in your craw and smoke it. <laughs> do things different, man. Try a different approach to stuff because that's what you're going to need to get out of this depression you're in. You're not going to be able to stay there. It's going to kill you. It's going to make you more and more sick. It's going to cripple you. It's going to turn you into an old person before you're even old. And guess what, man? You don't want to be that. I fought it, so it took a toll on me for a few years. I'm healing from it, from the toll it took. I've already healed from the depression. It's the toll that it took on me that I'm healing from. And I'm healing from it. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you tuned into this podcast, you might want to listen to some of the earlier broadcasts on this line because on my podcast, because some of them, I talk about this, and I'm going to say it, I'll mention it now, but I'm not going to go into it. I couldn't walk in 2006. I was bedridden for 10 years, r- roughly bedridden. I could walk out, I could not walk, crawl for a while there. In 2006, I couldn't walk. Prior to that and, prior, and a little bit after that, when I could walk, I was so depressed I couldn't get, even get out of the house. I'd lay in the front porch and go out, not front porch, but in the front room on the couch, under the front window, and lay there and wish for death. Pray for death. Ask God to kill me. Get up, walk around the house because nobody else was there. I was there by myself. Yeah. Walk around the house yelling at God to kill me. Because, and you know, during the time I couldn't walk, I was on my knees doing it, crawling around the house doing this. Yeah, literally. I had to learn how to walk over again. Self-taught, well, Holy Spirit taught. Anything is self-taught, taught by the Spirit, it's just, it's caught like it is, it's God taught. You know, told me what to do every step. Told me how to put my foot down on the ground so I didn't fall down. Told me how to get the strength of my legs so I could stand up. Told me how to freaking, how to actually stand up. How to actually take a step, how to take the next step. Same thing you do with photography, artwork, you name it. Uh, auto editing, video editing, um, any kind of editing on a computer. Also computers too, how to do computers, how to actually take apart a computer and put it back together. Not everything, I can't take the motherboard apart, but I can take some things off the motherboard because I know what they are and how to put them back in there too. How to replace parts, how to do all kinds of stuff. How to recover files, actually I just learned how to do that. If you got a hard drive and your hard drive went out, Say your motherboard and your computer went out, but you got a hard drive and your hard drive is still good, or you may have one that somebody said is fried. Don't throw it away. Okay. Don't throw it away, man. You can send it to me. I got a little side business going. It doesn't have a name because I don't do enough business, but you want that stuff recovered, I can recover it. Believe me, if there's anything illegal like fucking child porn or anything crazy like that on there, I will turn you in. Okay? So if you're one of those people, don't even bother. But, I'm not a rat either, but I will turn you in. I don't go for that crap. But if you got information on there that you don't want anybody else to see, I don't care. I don't look at it. I just pull it off, put it in a folder, throw it on a disc, and send it to you. Or, 
yeah, or, yeah, or I can't. And you can install it on your laptop or your whatever as a folder, and you can run your programs out of your freaking folder just like you did on your computer. Just like you did on your computer that just fried. I know I've done this eight times on my own, and I've helped a whole bunch of other people do it too. Yeah, I know I've had quite a few fried, fried computers, actually. <laughs> um, it's because I do... I put my computer through hell. Now i got a computer that I can put through hell and it doesn't even phase it. It's a laptop, it's an MSI gaming computer. That thing's like i7 and it's got the works. It's beefed out, maxed out, and it's, it's awesome. I can process so many things at once, it's crazy. Six CPUs, you know, six processors, got six processors in it, I love it. Freaking thing works great. Yeah, and I just got that one just so I could do my film. That I shoot because I shoot in full of full HD. You know, I do photography. Got it for that. Now, why did I mention all this to you? Well, personally, because if you want you want that information, you can send it to me, and I'll get it to you. Small fee, twenty bucks, pop. That's it. Um, you pay for shipping and handling. In other words, if I got you know, I got to mail it back to you or whatever. Um, Forty cents or whatever. I'll pay for that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Loves is not a ton of stuff, like freaking a whole crate full of fucking CDs, and that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's like 80 hard drives or more. <laughs> you know, loaded, 8,500 gig or terabyte gig hard drives loaded with shit. Oh my god, I can't get it off here. Oh no, what do I do? Send it to this guy. It shows up in my house, it's like 80 boxes out front. No way. <laughs> You'll have to pay for the shipping on that one. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I mention these things because they're, they're parts of that whole getting out of the box, man. Thinking outside the box. Now, somebody walked up to me and told me this before all this computer stuff started going on and said to me, they said to me these things. They said, there's a little lady, one little lady. This happened a few times. So one little lady walks up to me and she says, Daniel, you don't know me, but I know you because you come here quite often and you, you teach and, um, and you sing and you share the love of God with us. And we just love that and I love that so much. But I have a word for you from God. And I said, okay. You're going to be doing blah, blah, blah. And laid it all out to me. That's everything I just told you. And when she said that to me, I was depressed. I was in, oh, penny. Yay. I got another penny. Yeah. Thank you, Father God, for this penny. I'm a penny richer today. Yahoo. Right on. I was depressed. I had no, no idea about what to do. I was stuck. I had no freaking no direction, no nothing. I just knew that what she told me was way far outside my box. So far out, I didn't even know what she was even talking about most of it. I was like, what the heck did she say? You know? Yeah, well, everything came to pass. She wasn't the only one, though. There were other people, too, over the years. But those little steps like that, man, if you don't, if you don't, like, you're going, you're going like, well, what do I got to do to make this happen? You don't have to do anything. Like I said, man, I was like depressed. Somebody comes up to you and they give you a word from God. You're not going to do anything, be able to do anything to make it come to pass. Matter of fact, you do anything, it won't come to pass. A lot of times it'll be pushed off for years and years and years because you're trying to make it happen. You can't do that. That's so why. Like, don't get too many words from God, you guys. You don't need to do that. Uh-uh. He's going to lead you. Just trust. It comes down to trust. I mean, come on, think about it. How many times do people run around getting words from psychics or from prophets or whatever because it was the thing to do and um, because they really needed to know the direction for their life and all this stuff. And then they ended up doing that and then not going in that direction for a long time if they ever did. And the reason why is because they ran out there to get something they didn't need to get. 
it goes beyond, it goes into the faith realm. It tampers with faith. You don't want to tamper with faith. Faith is a pure thing, man. Just trust. Just straight up trust him. Trust he's in your hand, you're in his hands. He's got your life in control. He's put inside of you everything that you're going to do already. It's already there inside of you. It just needs unlocked. How do I unlock it? By not being depressed. By not complaining. By giving thanks to God. By staying thankful, staying grateful, and applying your faith to every situation, every circumstance of your life. Period. And believe me, it's not just an adventure. It's a freaking uphill climb. On some pretty freaking rough terrain. Jesus said the way is... He said the way is difficult. Not many people will go in that way because it's so difficult. Oh, man, don't be like that. Take the difficult. It's like I told you like, early on in one of my broadcasts, like last year. You know, I thought I said it. Straight up, here it is. If you're meditation, you're meditating, and you got to meditate only when it's perfect. When it's quiet and perfect, then I can meditate. I learned this the hard way. You're in the wrong spot, man. Your meditation ain't doing no good. Now, sure, it's doing some good. Yeah, when it's perfect. But what about when it's not? Because life is not perfect. And is there really a time that is? Not really. You might find it. You may even try to create it. My neighbor, I'm almost home. So we're almost done, too. You might try to create it. And you can get there, but it's never going to be perfect. Don't You can't think that way. Start with breathing if you can't drop into your space in meditation. Start with breathing. It's the perfect place to start. The best place to start, actually. Actually, breathing is a, is is a hundred percent of it. Well, okay, so ninety nine percent of it. The other one percent is just dropping in, shutting everything off, relaxing, going away. You know, it's um when you're tired, so tired that you can't sleep anymore, you can't stay awake anymore, and there's a screaming kid in the house. Guess what happens? You go to sleep eventually. What more perfect time to meditate or to practice your meditation, to have that breakthrough so you have strength and stability in these areas where you need them so you can stand up and walk. A lot of y'all are dealing with depression and some other, other stuff too. And you're dealing with this, and the reason why you're dealing with it is because you haven't applied yourself in these areas that I'm talking about. Just do it. Just apply yourself in these areas. Just one of these areas and start making a change. Just one little change today. And watch the ripple effect it has in your life. What's the beauty of that opens up for you in your life? The beauty is inside of you. You just need to open up and let it out. And depression's plugging it up and it's turning you into an old person. You don't want that because you're like, what, in your 20s and 30s? I know my demographic. I already looked at my audience. And, um, yeah, you're in your 20s and 30s. You might be dealing with freaking being overweight. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. Don't let anybody else beat you up over it either. It's okay. You can go overcome this. You can get past that. You can lose the weight. You can get your, you can get your place back. You can get your heart back to the right place where you're moving forward and having a good life. Because if life ain't abundant, you're not having a good time. This is Rev DT. Don't touch your dial. We will be right now. We're not gonna be right back. I'll be right back though. Yahoo! Rev DDT. Universal Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT.